Good evening and welcome to our Bible study and if you have your Bible please turn with me to Revelation chapter 21 and we're going to read from verse 22. Revelation 21 starting at verse 22. I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city doesn't need the sun or the moon to shine on it for the glory of God gives it light and the Lamb is the lamp. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut, for there will be no night there. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it. Nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, and down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign for ever and ever. And the angel said to me, These words are trustworthy and true. The God of the Spirit of the Prophets sent his angel to show his servants the things that must soon take place. Behold, I am coming soon. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. Let's pray. Our Father, again we thank you for this book, this book of Revelation, for the things that it says. And our Father, we pray that we will rejoice in them and treasure them as we look at them together. And we do this in your precious name. Amen. Well, this evening, we will continue on in chapter 21 as we recall the words that God spoke in verse 6. That's when we read this. This is John speaking. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. God has said that it is done. And in this passage here, all that John is being asked to do is to watch. You know, this is just like Moses and the children of Israel when they crossed the Red Sea with Pharaoh's army pursuing them. And we read about in Exodus, Exodus 14. Listen to verse 13 and 14 of that chapter. Moses answered the people, Do not be afraid, stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. So what is it that John is seeing well, he's seeing the deliverance that the Lord has brought. God's judgment, the new Jerusalem, 
the bride, the new heaven and the new earth. Now, it hasn't happened yet, but it will. And these words are to be an encouragement to God's redeemed people as they look forward to that final day when God will say, it is done. I was thinking of the words of a hymn that you probably know. Let me just recite these words to you. Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion and everlasting joy shall be upon their head. They shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and mourning shall flee away. You see, the city Zion, the new Jerusalem and the redeemed are the new Israel, the new heaven, the new earth. And in the words of the prophet Isaiah, words that were for the people of his day, but words that go beyond his day into our day and even beyond our day into the future. These are words from Isaiah 65, and it's just one verse, verse 17, and the verse starts with the word see. In other words, look. This is what Isaiah said. God is speaking through Isaiah. See. I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. John here is being given glimpses of the things that we are to look forward to as we watch and wait. Now before we look at these verses that we've read this evening, I want us to go back to Revelation chapter 15, where John said that he saw the temple in heaven. Yet here in chapter 22, you notice that he tells us that he sees no temple in heaven. See Revelation 15 verse 5, After this I looked and I saw in heaven the temple, that is the tabernacle of the covenant law, and it was opened. See, the temple here in Revelation verse 15, verse 5, is alluding to the temple of the Old Covenant, where no one other than the high priest could enter into the Holy of Holies to be with God. And then he could only do it on that one day of the year, that day of atonement. Now, all that changed when Jesus died for our sins, and the approach to God was now through the power of the cross and by the presence of the Holy Spirit dwelling in his people. And a graphic demonstration of this was when when Jesus died on the cross, the curtain in the tabernacle, the curtain that stood between the holy and the holies, was torn apart, opening up the way to God. And verse 8 of Revelation 15, And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power, and no one could enter the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were completed. You see, this is a reference to the new heaven when God will say these words, It is done. Now, in chapter 21, what John is seeing here is the heavenly dwelling place of God, the true substance of the things that were just shadows of the real things to come. You know, Hebrews chapter 8, just one verse, verse 5. They serve at a sanctuary that is a copy and a shadow of what is in heaven. This is why Moses was warned when he was about to build the tabernacle. 
See to it that you make everything according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. See, the earthly place where God met with his people is here in Revelation representing the heavenly place where Jesus went to prepare a place for his people. Now, as Christians, we are seen as being the new Israel, those who are believers, both Jews and Gentiles, who have been united by faith in Jesus Christ and become God's church. And what John is seeing is the revelation of the new covenant, the new heaven, and the restored creation that has been brought into fruition by the death and resurrection of Jesus. And these things are fulfillment of Ezekiel's prophecies. Let's just look at another one, just a verse from Ezekiel 37. It's verse 27. My dwelling place will be with them, I will be their God, and they will be my people. Then the nations will know that I, the Lord, make Israel holy. Well, listen to the last phrase in this passage. I will make Israel holy when my sanctuary is coming for them, for when my sanctuary is among them forever. So, There's no contradiction here in Revelation between chapter 15 and chapter 21 with regards to the reference to the temple. You see, John doesn't see a physical temple in the place where there's no need for sun or moon, where there's no night and there are no closed gates and there's no contamination. The city that John sees represents the fellowship of God with his people in the new creation. Here on earth, the redeemed are considered as being part of God's temple, with Jesus as the chief cornerstone. Now we know this from the words of the New Testament. Just a few uh, references to that. One from Matthew 21, verse 42. Jesus said to them, Have you never read the scriptures? The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvellous in our eyes. And to Paul in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19 and 20. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honour God with your bodies. And then, at the beginning of Revelation, in chapter 3, to the churches. Uh, We have these words in verse 12 of chapter 3. The one who is victorious, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will they leave it. I will write on them the name of my God and the name of the city of my God and the new God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from my God. And I will also write on them my new name. So, With these things in mind, let's go to the passage we read, Revelation 21, starting at verse 22. I did not see a temple in the city, because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city doesn't need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb is the lamp. 
So question, why no physical temple? The answer is there. Because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. Why no need for sun and moon? Again, the answer is there. For the glory of God gives it light and the Lamb is its lamp. Again, one of Isaiah's prophecies, a few verses from Isaiah 60, verse 19 through to 20. The sun will no more be your light by day, nor will the brightness of the moon shine on you. For the Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. Your sun will never set again, and your moon will wane no more. The Lord will be your everlasting light, and your days of sorrow will end. You see, this is where the glory of God will always be with us, and where we will always be in the glory of God. Revelation chapter 1, way back at the beginning in verse 6, and has made us to be a kingdom of priests to serve his God and Father, and to him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. And again in Revelation 21, previous verses that we've looked at, verse 10 and 11. And he carried me away in the spirit to a mountain great and high and showed me the holy city Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. It shone with the glory of God and its brilliance was like that of very precious jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. Why would we need a temple to meet with God when God is there with us? And we are with him. So let's have a look at verse 24 through to 27. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. And no day will its gates ever be shut, for there will be no night there. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. These verses are all referring to those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. What about this? Another word of prophecy from Isaiah. Isaiah 60, verse 3 and 5. Nations will come to your light, and the kings of the brightness of your dawn Lift up your eyes and look about you, all assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar, and your daughters are carried on the hip. When you will look and be radiant, then you will look and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth of the seas will be brought to you. To you, the riches of the nations will come. This is speaking about those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life and what they will bring to God. And it won't be physical things. It will be worship and praise. And why are the gates left open? Because there's nothing to be afraid of. Only the redeemed are here. God's sons and daughters Everyone is walking in the light of the one who is the light of the world. And they are free to bring their praise and worship 
directly to God. Isaiah 60 verse 11. Your gates will always stand open. They will never be shut day or night. So the people may bring you the wealth of the nations. Their kings led in triumphal procession. How about a few words from the New Testament? Let's go to 2 Peter 3 verse 13. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. Philippians 3 verse 20 and 21. Our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a saviour from there, the Lord Jesus Christ who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. You know, then we will see the deliverance the Lord will bring to us. But for us today, we need to be still. We need to watch. And we need to wait how about the words from another hymn, this time a hymn by David J. Evans. Be still for the presence of the Lord, the Holy One is here. Come bow before him now in reverence and fear him. No sin is found. In him no sin is found. We stand on holy ground. Be still for the presence of the Lord, the Holy One is here. Be still for the glory of the Lord is shining all around. He burns with holy fire. With splendor he is crowned. How awesome is the sight. Our radiant King of light, be still, for the glory of the Lord is shining all around. Be still, for the power of the Lord is moving in this place. He comes to cleanse and heal, to minister His grace. No work too hard for Him. In faith we see from Him. Be still, for the power of the Lord is moving in this place. Let's, as we draw to a close this evening look at Revelation 22 um, let's just look at a few verses here where John is seeing something of the inside of the city then the angel showed me the river of water of life as clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city on each side of the river stood the tree of life bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. You know, John, in chapter 1, verse 37 through to 39, said this, and this is when Jesus was speaking at that festival in Jerusalem. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink, whoever believes in me. As scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time the spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. The river of water of life flows from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Verse 3, 4 and 5 of our chapter. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of 
God and the Lamb will be in the city and his servants will serve him. They will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun. For the Lord God will give them light and they will reign forever and ever. You see, John also sees that there's no curse in the new world. So let's finish with these thoughts. Genesis 3.17 To Adam he said, Because you listened to your wife and ate the fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil you will eat food from it all the days of your life. You see, the first Adam brought death into the world. But the second Adam brought deliverance. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 45. So it's written, the first Adam made, the first Adam became a living being. And we know that he died. But the last Adam was a life giving spirit. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you again for the time you spent around your word and we just pray that we will have been encouraged by these words as we are with John as he looks forward to that day. He sees something of the reality of what it will be like. And our Father, we can't fully understand it other than the fact that we will see your glory and we will be with you. We ask that you continue to bless us as we come to you in the name, in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Let me just finish with these two verses because we're going to look at them next week and then we're going to continue on from them of Revelation 22, verse 6 and 7. The angel said to me, these words are trustworthy and true. The Lord the God who inspires the prophets sent his angel to show his servants the things that must soon take place. Look, I'm coming soon. Blessed is the, is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy written in this scroll. I think we can all say amen to that.